Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Truth in the Trenches. I'm your host, Rebecca from homeschoolon.com, and today's episode is titled 10 Things You Can Probably Relate to If You Homeschool. Now, before I even start, I feel like I am only being fair to you guys if I tell you what my day was like today or a glimpse into my life because I don't want you having any ideas that I am an expert or that I have it all together in any way because I'm just like you guys. I'm figuring out as I go. I make mistakes and it really it really is far from perfect. And that's part of the reason that I struggle so much when I meet people that follow my blog and I feel like I'm this huge disappointment because you guys, I am just not what I think people think that I am. So let's just let's just put this out there, okay? So right now is about 10.43 and my husband is working a night shift. Yay! I say yay. I, I kind of don't mean it. I miss him. But the reality is, is that I really only work when he's gone. So yay for you guys. And, uh, and here we are. So he's gone and my kid's barely went to bed. We were out tonight. We went out to a birthday party and that didn't end until about 8.30. We were home by about 9 and, you know, 10, 15, I went up to the rooms to pray and they were, a couple of my older ones were still awake. So my kids do not sleep well for me and um, that is just part of my reality. Part of my imperfect reality is that bedtime is enforced at 7 p.m., 8 p.m. for my older kids, and yet never do we find full success. I'm working on it. I have a new incentive chart that I'm working on, and it seems to help kind of, but so far there's not a lot of stickers, guys. There's just not a lot on there. So let's move on. Now, my kitchen right now is in complete disarray. We had lunch, and all of those dishes are still on my counter. So I'm telling myself that when I'm done with this podcast, and then editing the podcast, and then creating the post for the podcast, that I am going to go and do my dishes. But the reality is, it's 1045. By the time I'm done with all that, I'm done. I'm going to bed. So it's very common for me to wake up to a messy kitchen, which I do not recommend. Don't do it. One of my top recommendations that I will give to you guys is do the whole sink reflections thing. Just don't go to bed with a messy sink. Don't go to bed with a messy kitchen because for most of us, when we come down the stairs or when we come out of our bedrooms and it's early and we just need coffee and we can't even get our coffee maker because there's so much stuff on the counter and we can't find a clean spoon to stir our sugar into our coffee, which is really important, by the way. I mean, coffee is, you know, you have to have the whole shebang, right? So it kind of breeds anxiety from the moment that you wake up, right? You wake up and you're already feeling anxious because even to get to your coffee maker, you're stepping on like cheese and rice or something that's on the floor because no one sweeps unless it's you and or unless you stand over them and you literally help to move their arms between whining and them falling on the floor whining. So that's kind of my reality and that's not uncommon. It's not uncommon because I'm done. By the time we hit, honestly, four o'clock, I still have dinner to make, which is hit and miss. Some nights we're great because I get started early. Some nights I'm like, nope, what is there in the freezer? That's happening. 
And so by the time we get dinner done, I'm finished. I've done the things. I have been a good mom. I have homeschooled my kids. I have worked. I have cleaned my house. I have been doing laundry and cooking and I kept the kids alive. I did way more than keep the kids alive. And I feel like I have done everything that I can do. And now everybody is just on their own. You know, like I just hope you're going to survive. I hope that you can survive until bedtime because mommy's out. Mommy's going to go have a bath. Mommy is going to sit on the couch. Mommy's going to watch a show, whatever, especially if my husband's not home. I'm just fried. The day takes so much out of me and I just am done. So especially you still got bedtime, you're up and down the stairs and you're up and down the stairs and you're up and down the stairs. If you're looking for a house, I recommend not having bedrooms upstairs because I'm just saying. So that's my life. That's my reality is that in a perfect world, I would be organized and on top of things. And I've been there in stages of my life. And it's a good place to be, you guys. You want to be organized as you can be because it's going to help your days run smoother. And when I wake up and I'm anxious or I'm stressed from the minute I wake up because everything is a mess and there's no organization and I feel behind all the time, then I know that that contributes to a frustrating homeschool day. So I'm well aware of where it comes from and well aware of the fact that things need to change and then I kind of get better and then I regress. But the point is this, I have issues. I have issues in my homeschool. I have issues in my life. I have issues as a mom. I have issues as a wife. I have issues as a person. Like, I am not a perfect person, and you're going to see that reflected because we're going to talk now about 10 things you can probably relate to if you homeschool, unless you only have a couple kids, or unless you're super, super type A and you just have it all together, in which case, let's be friends, and you can come over to my house, and you can inspire me because when you come over, I'll clean for you because I'll feel ashamed. And then we can have a great relationship where I have a cleaner house and where you come over to help me have a cleaner house. You see how that works? It's like the circle of life. They got it all wrong in The Lion King. Okay, here we go. 10 things. Number one, pajamas. I mean, need I say more? If I say the word pajamas, some part of you is relating to that in some way. You're like, yep, you don't even need to say anymore right now. Just have another sip of coffee because I hear you, sister. Now, pajamas, there's different stages. And actually, there's different stages all throughout my kids in my house all the time. So, you know, at any given moment, you will see some of us in pajamas. And some of my kids are partly dressed and some of my kids are all the way dressed. My kids are better at getting dressed than I am. I will stay in pajamas most of the day while telling my kids to get dressed. So there's, you know, a level of hypocrisy there. I know you can see it as well as I can, but it happens, okay? Because I need to be comfortable and frankly, I don't have time. And frankly, I just don't want to. I just don't want to get ready because I want to be comfortable and I don't want to go anywhere and... So, you know, what's the point? Anyways, so that's me. And I know that that's probably not you. A lot of homeschoolers I've talked to are like, nope, you got to get dressed because it sets your day and it sets the stage. And it's totally true. You have a more productive day when you're actually dressed. It's like, it's like you're telling your brain, okay, this is not still sleeping time. It's actually productive time. And so it's great. And do it. Go get dressed. But if you don't, that's okay. Because there's those of us like me sitting in our homes 
that are in our pajamas at four o'clock in the afternoon and just don't come to my door unannounced, okay? That's just a free tip if you live near me. Now, point number two, sleeping in. I know, again, there's lots of homeschoolers out there that are like, no way, we get up, we have an alarm, we go. But the great thing about homeschooling is that you have a lot of flexibility. You have a lot of flexibility to sleep in. You can stay out late at a friend's house with your kids and let them play because you have the flexibility to sleep in the next day, which is great. It's one of those awesome freedoms of being a homeschooler. It can get into a cycle. Does anyone hear me right now? It can get into a cycle where you are sleeping in, therefore your kids are not tired, therefore everyone goes to bed later, therefore you now have to sleep in because otherwise they're wrecks all day. And it takes like this huge thing to break that, which is my life right now, apparently. But, you know, I like sleeping in sometimes too. So I don't know. It's kind of nice and I'm still not sure, but that's a reality for me and it might or might not be for you. Number three. We came across this today, lunchtime. Now, when my husband's not home, which is a lot, or he's sleeping off a night shift or something, I am the queen, okay? I'm kind of the queen anytime, really, if you ask me, except for the odd time when he's like, no, we're doing this, and then we just all change directions. But for the most part, even when he's home, I kind of, this is my domain, okay? It's just it's, it's just mine. I mean, you're just kind of living in it. Um, you just kind of are imposing a little bit, but it's okay. I'll make room for you. Just don't mess with what I've got going on, right? I mean, does anyone else? I don't know. I, I wish I could see your hands going up in the air or see you like glaring at me because it's going to be one or the other. So anyways, we have a good marriage. Don't judge us. So, so this happened today. I was cleaning and I was helping my kids with their rooms, which were disgusting, and that's a topic for another time. And I was helping them clean under their beds. I cleaned for hours. I'm vacuuming. I'm vacuuming every corner. I vacuumed for a long time. And I had done some school with some kids, and it had been about three hours since we ate breakfast. Now, in my mind, when it's been two or three hours and my kids ask for snack, I don't look at a clock. Well, who cares about a clock? When you're homeschooling, what does a clock even mean? It's basically just symbolism that means nothing to you as a homeschool mom, right? So I don't even look at a clock. I base it off of, did we just eat lunch? Then no, you cannot. Did we just eat something? Then no, you cannot. But if we have not eaten in the last couple hours, then it's time for either a meal or a snack. So it, you know, it had been about that time and my kids were begging for food like they usually do. And I said, yes. And I continued to vacuum, feeling validated that I was working hard and getting stuff done. And my husband was frustrated with me because he had planned, in fact, he had, and I know you're judging me because I should be like so incredibly thankful and I am, but he had bought all these steaks and marinated them the night before and he was going to make me a stir fry of epic proportions. He had gone to the store and bought all the food for it, stayed up late preparing the food. He had already cut up all the vegetables. I mean, this was going to be a glory feast. Okay. It was going to be amazing. And, but it was all kind of still sitting there. And I just, I didn't even think because it's my domain, right? And in my domain, I don't have to ask you when you're planning on eating or look at the clock and figure out what time it is or work, go by a schedule. Um, no, that does not happen. We eat when we feel like it. So he was frustrated because he was like, well, it's almost, it's pretty much lunch. I was going to make this and this is fast and we were going to eat and now you've ruined their appetite, which I totally get. And I had to apologize and we had to talk about how we need to maybe communicate 
rather than me just vacuum. But the point is this, when I say lunchtime, the idea is, is that for most of us, I would say you aren't a slave to the clock. You don't have to be a slave to the clock. Hey, you can eat at 1130 if your kids are hungry. You can eat at 130 if you're really in the middle of a lesson and you had a big snack, whatever. You don't have to be a slave to the clock. Lunchtime, dinnertime, meh, it doesn't really matter because you're in a flow of your day and you can make it what you want. Okay, so number four is grades. I mean, we laugh about this, we joke about it. But there's some truth to it and definitely truth with my kids because, again, one of the flexibilities of homeschooling is that you can place your kids where they best fit. You can place your kids where they're going to get the most, right? So if my child is ahead in a subject, I can bounce them ahead. If they're struggling, I can pull them back and give them something easier to help build a foundation. So as homeschooling has progressed, the longer you do it, the more that divide and that tweaking happens because you can. And every year it gets a little more pronounced because they're ahead in this and they're behind in this and they're working on this and they struggle with that, but they're really getting this and this, they're just working at their level. And and all of a sudden, a few years in, your kids have no idea what grade they're in because they're working at all these different levels with all this different curriculum. So again, it's a problem, kind of. And when I say problem, I mean it's embarrassing when people ask you and your kids are like, huh? No, my kids do understand grades. They just literally don't know. It's They always look to me. It's, it's seriously, it is embarrassing. You're out and someone will ask them at the grocery store, what grade are you in? And they look at them with this kind of like deer in the headlights. They look to me, they look back at them. They look to me, they look back to them. It's like, oh, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Like, what grade am I in? Um, I don't know. And I'm left looking there like, um, we homeschool. <laughs> As if that answers everything. And it does in their mind. Because in their mind, they're thinking my kids don't understand what a grade is. <laughs> Whatever, guys. Whatever. Just nod and smile and get through the line and, and go home. I just stay home because life is safer. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's really hard to tell sarcasm from here, I feel, but half of this is sarcastic, and I hope you're picking up on it. All right. I'm just going to take a breath because I talk really fast, right? Is anyone else feeling that right now? Number five, getting dressed. This kind of goes together with pajamas, but not really. I'm not talking even about getting clothes on. So, hey, let's say you're like a really great homeschool go-getter, and you get dressed every day. You're like, no, we get up and we get dressed. We don't live in a barn. This isn't a hospital wing, okay? We're getting dressed like human beings. Awesome. I think you're amazing and I want to come to your house because you're dressed and it's not going to be a panic or embarrassing. So what I'm talking about here is when you're getting ready to go anywhere because most of the time you don't get ready to go anywhere because you're not. So your hair is kind of whatever, hanging down. Maybe you brushed it. Maybe you threw it in a ponytail or a bun and you aren't wearing makeup because why? Why would you possibly wear makeup unless you're doing some sort of like video thing or you want to take a picture of yourself on Instagram? Like, look, I'm such a great homeschool mom. Then by all means, go do your makeup. And that's what we do, right? We're like, oh, I want to show I'm a great homeschool mom, but I also don't want to look like a, a big homeschool mom. So I'm just going to go and like do my makeup and like, look at me. I'm doing this lesson with my child and we're so awesome. And oh, don't they look cute in their pigtails that they never usually wear because that's only if we're going somewhere. And your kids start to pick up on it because when they see you getting ready, they're like, what's happening? Where are we going? 
What's what's going on? Do I need to get ready? What's happening today, mom? And you're like, yeah, I, I can't even tell you no right now because you know it's true. I'm getting ready, which means there is something going on and they need to be in the loop. So, you know, if you're a homeschool mom, that may resonate with you. It also may not because you might be like, makeup is horrible. And another thing that I super value in people, but I do wear makeup. And so, you know, sometimes. Anyways, okay. <sighs> Number six, you might be a homeschool mom if you live on Pinterest or Google or searching in any capacity. And what I mean for this is you were searching for answers or resources, something to fix something or, or fill a gap or find a solution or whatever. So that might be you're looking for free printables because you've got a kindergartner and you're constantly, constantly looking for free printables. And why wouldn't you? Because there are so many amazing free resources available, free YouTube links, free this, free that, that you can go to. You can fully homeschool your kids just from living on Pinterest and searching online and printing a whole bunch of stuff off. Do invest in a good printer then. But anyways, homeschoolers often spend a lot more time utilizing the internet so that they can get answers, so they can research what their child is struggling with, so that they can figure out better how to homeschool or learn about different curriculums or attend some sort of online conference or convention or whatever. Connect with other homeschool moms because maybe you don't have a big homeschool community where you are and you feel that need to have that connection and really all of the place that you can get it is like a Facebook group or something like that. So homeschool moms and families often spend a lot of time on the internet and it can it can become a lot of time and it can become it can be a great support and encouragement and tool and resource it can also become a negative thing for us because we start to compare ourselves to all these other people and feel like we are not matching up which is why although I also want to share the best because I want to give you good tips and resources and 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 I feel like I do have lots I can offer, I also really, really try to share with you the worst because the reality is, is that most of what you see online is real for a day or it's real for a moment or it's real for a season. It's not real all the time because it can't be. Half the time, three quarters of the time, 90% of the time, their homeschool looks just like yours. It's just as messy. Their house is not that clean. Their house is not like a, a photo shoot. Like, have you seen some of those Instagram houses or YouTube videos where their houses are so pretty? They've got like shiplap on every single wall with this dark, like, I love you and I hate you all at the same time. Seriously. So anyways, See, see, it's in me too. I compare myself. And so that can become a crutch or a weakness. Number seven, you have less time. And I'm actually, I was going to finish that, but I'm not going to finish that. You have less time. You have less time for friendship. You have less time for yourself. You have less time for your marriage. You have less time for your house. You have less time to do anything because you have a massive, massive responsibility that you have, you have taken on your shoulders. And that, that really does fill up most of your time. And if you're a homeschool mom, everything else has to fit into the tiny bit of excess that's left over at the beginning or end of your day. So there's just less. There's, there's, 
you might, you know, connect a lot with your friends online, but it is really hard because if you try to get together and do play dates and get your kids involved in stuff or you try to get involved in anything, then that is going to take away from your school time. And as you take away from your school time, your kids get more and more behind, you get more and more stressed, you feel more and more anxiety. All those things happen. And while you can continue for a short amount of time, maybe you're in that season right now where you're trying, you're trying to keep up and trying to fit everything in. But the problem is, is that eventually you get to a point where their school is suffering and you have to pull back because school has to be one of the bigger priorities and it has to take precedence over many other things, not all other things and not all the time. You can tweak it. You can find a balance, but it does need to be up there and it does need to be the majority because if it isn't, then you're just not doing school. And I'm not even talking about unschooling here. You guys, I'm, and I know that there's seasons, if you're pregnant or breastfeeding or you got, you know, a, a newborn or whatever, or you're just struggling or you're going through a family tragedy or you're moving, there's so many scenarios that, that I'm not talking about here because I've taken full seasons. I've taken year off of homeschooling pretty much completely to focus on different things in my life. And so there is no judgment for that. But what I'm talking about is, you know, you know what I'm talking about. You totally know what I'm talking about. Any homeschooler out there knows what I'm talking about right now because you start to get into a flow and then things start to pull you away and you want to do the things and the things are good. But as you do them, school suffers and eventually you will be faced with a crossroads where you have to decide, okay, I'm not going to give up everything, but I have to manage my priorities because otherwise I'm unable to do what I want to do in my homeschool. So that is number seven. You have less time. Number eight, your house isn't messy. If you needed someone to tell you that, I'm that person. Hey, my name's Rebecca, and I'm here to tell you that your house isn't messy. It's just your reality. (laughs) It's your new reality. You may as well just adopt a new address and be like, okay, this is now my new home. My new home is it's not really messy. It's just called homeschooler. And a homeschooler home is, you know, there's dishes and there is stuff in the kids' rooms because you don't really spend a lot of time in their rooms. And there's books strewn on the table and they were cutting over there. So there's paper all over the floor. And your four-year-old, by the way, true story, colors on the wall, even, even though when she does, she bawls and she feels so terrible, but she can't help herself. She just can't. And so there's coloring on the wall and there's coloring on the stairs, stairway. And like who washes their walls? If you wash your walls, will you please email me and say, I wash my walls and I'll give you like a high five, virtual high five, because I do not wash my walls. And you can tell, I just bought a whole bunch of pencils. If you guys missed my video, I'm going to link it on this podcast episode on my blog. If you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher, you can go to homeschoolon.com forward slash podcast, find this episode, and I'm going to put a video in there that I did the other day where I went to Staples. I'll talk about more of that in a little bit, but I got a whole pack of pencils and my kids were sharpening them and lo and behold, there's like lead everywhere. Like their hands are covered. I don't even know how that happened. Mine were too. I don't know what happened. I don't know how. I think as like our, our, our fist came down as we were like, I don't know, guys, it's a mystery. So now there's like lead, like that smeared 
on my walls, on my stairwells, in the schoolroom. I painted white. Why did I do that? Everyone told me, do not paint your schoolroom white. But alas, I ignored them because I knew better. And now there's not a whole lot of white left. There's just not. So anyways, my house is not messy. I may as well just like have a, a, a note on the door. Hey guys, welcome to my home. It is not messy. It's called homeschooled. And it is, it's, it's a new decor I'm trying out where I just um, give up on, on ever achieving that balance in my home until my kids are gone or working entirely independently. So if that ever happens, maybe, maybe we'll have more control over our home. <sighs> Number nine, you're hard on yourself. If you are a homeschool mom, I guarantee you can relate with this. You are hard on yourself. You are your own worst critic. You see the negative in what you do. You see the negative in your children and you see your negative in how you respond to them and how you teach them. Any objections or problems or difficulties that arise, you will often place on your own shoulders and you will blame yourself for what's happening and you will try to find a solution. Often you will go to bed at night feeling either pressure or anxiety or guilt or something where you're trying to work through some problem with a child or or what you could have done differently, whatever. But you take a lot on yourself and you often... I often, anyways, feel guilty or bad or that I could have done better. I could have done better. Man, if I'd only accomplished more, if I had only responded to that differently, if I'd only been more patient, if I had only found a better curriculum, whatever your answer may be, whatever your if only is, we do that to ourselves all the time. It's basically like a signature of a homeschool mom. It's basically a signature of a mom moms themselves the mom guilt is a real thing it is a real thing and we are the worst ones at it we can blame other people and say we shouldn't mom shame but the reality is is that of anybody that shames you you shame you the most you do because we all do we are our own worst critics and we gotta stop because just like we want to go and say that other people mom shaming that's not okay and that it doesn't help help anything and it doesn't it doesn't work Okay, there's better ways of, of helping and encouraging and loving on somebody. It's the same thing with yourself. Shaming and guilting yourself is not going to solve the problem. Shaming and guilting yourself is only going to make you feel more pressure and then you're going to experience more failure because you've got more anxiety and more pressure and, and, and it's all sitting on your shoulders and you feel even more guilty and you become in this cycle that you can't seem to get out of. You guys, it's got to stop. It's got to stop. I'm so passionate about this because I experience it myself. We all struggle with it and it's got to stop. We got to stop with the negative self-talk. We got to stop with the negative thoughts and we got to say, no, I know I could have done better and I'm going to try, but it is not all on my shoulders and I'm doing my best. And then think about the wins. You want to know how to stop that cycle? Think about the wins. What did I do today that was successful? What, what did I see in my child today that stood out to me that was breakthrough sure it wasn't breakthrough in reading or writing or math or any of those things that I consider to be important but it was breakthrough in how they responded to their brother 
or it was breakthrough in how they responded to me or she listened to me for the first time. I saw a connection point. What happened there and how can I emulate that? How can I make that connection point happen again? Anyways, obviously I'm passionate about that. Let's continue. Last one, Staples is the new. And guys, I don't know. You should finish that for me. Can you please email me and finish that sentence? And I'm going to create a meme or something. Staples is the new what? What did you go to before you were married that was the awesome place that you wanted to spend? I'm thinking a clothing store, but everyone's got a different favorite clothing store. So I couldn't kind of come up with anything. The best I can come up with was the mall because I always used to go to the mall and the mall was like the place to be and I could go and shop for clothes and get food and meet with friends or whatever. And then I became a homeschool mom and now it's all about staples. And so what I did was I went shopping there Was it yesterday? No, it was the day before. I went shopping there on my way home without my husband. And I was there to get a poster board. A poster board. And I spent $300. And I came home with a lot of stuff, guys. A lot of stuff. And I had ideas that I didn't didn't even need. They were like, I'm going to create these incentive name tags. And it's going to be like revolutionizing the way my kids respond to me. And I'm going to buy sticker charts and, and then... I'm going to reward them for going to bed. I already told you there's not a lot of stickers, right? Yeah. And I'm, we need a new pencil sharpener. Hey, there's pencil sharpeners. And there's one for like $20, but then there's one for $65. And that must be so much better. And I need it. So I will buy it. And, you know, like it was just, anyways. So I came home and I was actually quite appalled at what I had done. And I felt the need to validate myself. <laughs> it's like buying shoes right? Your husband's not going to want, in fact, he's really not going to want to hear about it. So I need to talk to my girls. I need to talk to them and share. And you know, so it's the same thing with homeschool moms. So I came home and I did a live video where I showed everybody what I bought and I pulled out my receipt and said how much everything was and all the ideas I had and how I was going to use the grid notebook and all this different kind of stuff in my school. And it was good ideas, but it was kind of funny because, you know, it's a homeschool mom thing. You are willing to spend money on things. And there's even a little bit of a, where you used to find satisfaction and fulfillment in buying things for yourself, you find fulfillment in buying things for your school and for your kids. It's like somehow it's going to solve everything. It's going to make this huge difference or it just makes you feel good. It's like, I'm going to buy more glue. I'm just going to do it. And it's going to make me feel good. I'm going to get this irrational, like happy feeling when I buy glue because I get to put my glue in my little glue canister in my schoolroom and it's now full and it's pretty until my kids open all the lids and they all dry. But until that moment, I'm just happier and I feel more at peace in my homeschool. So this week's been like great in that sense because man, my pencils are stocked. It's great. It's been fantastic. (laughs) So if you want to watch that video and laugh with me, then come over to my blog at homeschoolon.com forward slash podcast, find this episode, and then you can watch it and laugh with me and we'll have a good time. But likely, if you are a homeschool mom, you can relate to that, that buying office supplies or school supplies is highly, highly, I was going to say addictive, maybe that's not the right word, but it's fun. It's a lot of fun, guys. I like spending money on that. 
Anyways, that is it. Those are the 10 things you can probably relate to if you homeschool. Maybe not all of them, maybe not for all of you, but they're ones that I hear a lot and they're ones that I enjoy relating with with other homeschool moms. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love it if you would review. Give it some stars or review it. Let other people know what you thought so other people can find it if they're interested. And I would love for you to come and find me on my blog or social media. It's homeschoolon.com. And please, seriously, I'm not just saying this. Send me an email. Rebecca at homeschoolon.com. Send me your ideas, what you want to see on this podcast, questions that you have, and I will try to answer them and put them on the next podcast. I would love to hear from you and stay tuned for next week's episode, which is going to be, I've already, I have three episode ideas. It's amazing, right? It's going to be what to do when your curriculum is not working. And we're going to talk about how you can identify when your curriculum isn't working and then what you can do to to resolve it. Because how many of us have gotten to the middle of our year and all of a sudden found, oh no, this is not working and we've tried and we've tried and we've tried, but I don't know if I can continue. So we're going to talk about that next week. So tune in, come and find me. And otherwise, you guys, subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss it. I hope you have an amazing homeschool week and we will talk to you again soon.